you're listening to episode 22 of the podcast. Welcome back guys, my name is Mike and I'm inviting you back to another episode. A big, big apology for not uploading an episode last week. One thing led to another and we didn't have a guest and I did try and fill it. But I don't want to give any information away because it is going to be a little bit of a special episode and I'm looking forward to bringing you guys the episode. However, this week we are around the corner from TwitchCon. It is this weekend. So I wanted to release this episode and talk about this subject because I know this individual a little bit. She is a part of the AmFam stream team. She's a relatively new member and she's been nailing it on YouTube recently and we really discussed how important networking and connecting with new individuals are. So we are bringing you this video in hopes that you'll listen to this, go to TwitchCon and maybe learn a thing or two about networking and things like that. And there's all that and more guys coming right up. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. You are listening to the Content Experience Podcast. The podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming. Each week we sit down with some of your favorite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek and award-winning tap dancer, the Mike James. So welcome back. I would like to hand the baton over to uh, our lovely friend. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mac and Cheese, please. Everybody calls me Mac. I am a Twitch streamer and I also create YouTube content. I am one of the variety streamers, but I focus a lot on Nintendo. Currently, I am playing a ton of Mario Maker. I also sprinkle in some Smash and I love Metroidvania games. And then on YouTube, I create a lot of Minecraft uh, content as well as BitLife and a really weird game called Human Fall Flat seems to do really well on YouTube. So those are the kind of games I focus uh, on that platform. So, I mean, before we jump into any sort of journey talk, I do got to ask, do you actually like mac and cheese? (laughs) I get asked this all the time, and I always feel so guilty to tell people I am lactose intolerant, so I actually can't have mac and cheese. Um, But I do make a really, really good dairy-free vegan mac and cheese, and that's really good. So I love the texture of a good sauce on macaroni noodles, but... Uh, the dairy delicious craft or Velveeta can't I can't have it, which is sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I wasn't expecting that one to be fair. I was expecting like I was expecting the sort of response of where it's like, oh my god, I love mac and cheese, but that, that's that's tickled me a little bit. Um, I know I feel like a fraud. <laughs> I actually, well, I found out I was lactose intolerant within the last like year, so. I did a cooking stream, and the very first cooking stream, I'm like, well, duh, I'm going to make mac and cheese, and <laughs> I got so sick. I had oh. four, it was like a four cheese mac and cheese, and I was doubled over. I was wearing jeans. I had to change into sweatpants because my stomach and my, like, it was so bloaty. I did not feel good, and my mm. jeans were hurting me, and I was telling my friend, and she's like, girl you're lactose intolerant and i was like no and she was like yes and i was like this can't be my life and so i just stayed away from dairy ever since 
That the the horror of finding that out though must be like because then you find out because dairy is things like that everybody loves like pizza uh, and chocolate and, and ice, ice cream, cream and, and cupcakes <laughs> and cookies <laughs> it's only helped my waistline a little bit but there are plenty of dairy free treats so that's the good news i suppose <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh digress into content creation uh because uh i've I absolutely love some of your videos, which we'll talk about very soon. But I want to ask the question, which came first? It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Which came <laughs> first for you? Was it YouTube or was it Twitch that came first? So, um, a little bit of both. But, okay, so in my content creation life, Twitch has always come first. I was a I started streaming October 15th, 2015. That was the first day that I started streaming and I just fell in love with it and I just continued doing it ever since. And I started my YouTube channel this year in April. But I've known about YouTube since I was in middle school, right? And so mm -hmm. I've I didn't hear about Twitch until four years ago when I uh, started my Twitch channel. So with YouTube, like everyone I'm sure has like tried YouTube, you know, when they were a kid, <laughs> they like upload silly videos with their friends and I never took it seriously. It was just kind of like whatever. And so Twitch was like the first thing in my content creation career. Ah, sweet, sweet. And then obviously you're then when you well you started youtube this year but we'll talk about that in a moment so when you started twitch what did you start twitch doing what sort of games did you stream what was your experience with twitch when you first started so when i first started i only had one so i bought a capture card and i only had one game that i could play with my capture card at this point i don't even think i had steam so i didn't play like pc games because i always played console style games and with my capture card and i knew i wanted to play nintendo so i played super smash brothers 4 so people call it smash 4 some people call it trash 4 um but i then i would say like a month later got mario maker 1 and then after that it was splatoon and so i kind of just like trickled down this nintendo path i had other games so i had an xbox 360 at that time and i loved call of duty but at that time and i think a lot of people would understand this the community of call of duty was so toxic and it probably still is a little bit that i didn't want to subject myself to that kind of toxicity mm. on purpose right so yeah even though i loved call of duty and i love halo i never streamed those games because i didn't want to like almost um like segregate myself in an already male-dominated platform so i definitely mm. felt like uh, sticking to Nintendo, my roots, like where I started, my love of video games came from Nintendo, and so that's uh, the first game I played. And I couldn't like people know me as a Smash streamer, and so I used to solely play Smash for the longest time. And then I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm gonna play other things since I play. I do variety now. <laughs> <laughs> you always yeah. use the air quotes for variety. Do you not like using the variety term, or is it yeah, just? Yeah, uh, so I use air quotes because everybody's variety right everyone is like mm -hmm. oh yeah i just play whatever i want uh but 
I feel like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like back then, like four years ago, it it meant something to be like, oh yeah, I'm variety. But because then people, you had people who had played LOL, you had people who played like hot and what I don't even know. I think CS:GO was like really popular then. People played those games and that was it. Like you, if you played other things, like that was like, ooh, you, you know that's hard, right? And so I. Uh, I used to say, oh, I'm a variety streamer, but now it's like everybody's that. So how do you like differentiate yourself when everyone's a positive go-getting variety stream? And so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to be different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one of, some uh, an argument that was brought up before is that somebody mentioned that when you tell, especially when you get sort of established in the, your content, when you try and approach sponsorships and things, by telling them that you're a variety streamer, um, apparently a lot of sponsorships take that as somebody that doesn't actually particularly know who their target audience is for their content. Oh, um, interesting. So apparently it's it's actually quite detrimental to sort of turn around and be like, yeah, I'm a variety streamer because what you're sort of translating it as, as is um, basically turning around and saying, I have no idea who my target audience is, so I just play whatever <laughs> game I want. Um, interesting yeah i never heard that <laughs> but apparently i mean it, for like yours your your target audience is like um nintendo fans and and things like that yeah. so you, you start to like really sort of niche down and obviously you could say that i mean you don't anymore but you used to be like smash or your niche would be like a smash streamer on nintendo mm -hmm. like that sort of thing so you know yours but that's obviously a given um yeah. and uh and forgive me i know not everybody enjoys talking about numbers but let's just talk let's get the numbers out the way um <laughs> but you've recently uh surpassed is it seven thousand followers on on uh, twitch have i got that right or have i got that check. wrong i have to check i don't know um <laughs> okay i just looked i have seven thousand eight hundred and sixty eight followers on twitch which is I, just, I had to look. I, like, I, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to know. I just I wanted to bring it up because it's nice to sort of show people uh, the level, the sort of different levels that people are at. And it is a little bit sad to say it out loud, but a lot of people characterize success by the numbers. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. But, you know, it's it's not the best thing to sort of characterize categorize success by. But, you know, it's kind of the universal understanding that everybody understands. So um, we've got that out of the way. And your YouTube channel is on 30... Was it 36 or 30 something? I, I honestly don't know. Hold on, let me look. Hold, please. <laughs> um, 30,800. Oh, 30,800. Which yeah, is still an ins an insane amount of uh, of subscribers. Yes. And, it's, and uh, <laughs> I was I was sort of having a look at your metrics a little bit earlier on. It's just something that I like to do, and you you've got like a steady a steady growth every day. So it's definitely looking it's looking good and exciting uh, for your for your future. <laughs> anyway, so let's digress from numbers because we're not all about numbers because we want to know a little bit more about your journey so obviously you got into twitch and you were sort of doing smash and then you decided mm -hmm. to start doing youtube videos at the beginning of the year what was 
why? <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me simplify the yeah, question. Yeah, so I, I get why? that a lot. So <laughs> I was at a convention and I had met uh, one of my mentors currently. And she was like, girl, you need to start a YouTube channel. And uh, I was like, ah, I've always wanted to start one. I don't know. And so she really helped me and nudged me to start a YouTube channel. Her name, so she's a really big YouTube creator. Her name is Afmao. And if it wasn't for her, 100% I would be nowhere near where I am right now in my YouTube career. My Twitch numbers have pretty much stayed the same. I didn't see a whole lot of um, mm. following from YouTube into Twitch initially, but the, everything on YouTube is because I got a, a little nudge from a friend who was like, start YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of how I started was someone was like, YouTube's where it's at, Twitch is okay. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> See, it's interesting yeah. that you say that you didn't get, at the very beginning at least, you didn't sort of get that transference of following. I mean, do you think that was just down to, like, maybe, um, like, just a lack of sort of putting out the call to action to follow you on Twitch? Or was it just a case of that people um, that were watching your videos weren't interested in following your Twitch? Yeah, so that's a good question that I don't necessarily know the answer to. So... I would say, so the very first video that I was in that Jess, uh, so I was on, so her, um, her name is Afmao, but everyone knows her name is Jess. And so the first time I was on her channel, um, and this is a roundabout answer to get to your answer, but um, <laughs> it was on YouTube. And at the time, I think I had like 300 YouTube subscribers. The first video that I was on her channel, I probably got to 9,000 YouTube subscribers from just being on her channel. And yeah. then I continuously was on her channel. And then she was on my channel when I probably had 10,000, maybe 11,000 subscribers on YouTube. And from that video, I got maybe 10,000 subscribers when she was on my channel. And so those are some some numbers. And then I think I like propelled to like 21,000. And this was at the end of July is when I had hit that. And when I looked at my Twitch numbers from all that massive growth that I saw on YouTube, I probably had maybe 100, maybe 150 new followers from YouTube to Twitch. And I don't necessarily think it's because people aren't interested in the Twitch content. It's solely because, well, I don't think it's a solely, but Jess's community skews very young. And when I say very young, I mean like maybe 12 to like 16, which you might not be interested in Twitch then. And her demographic also skews female, whereas my Twitch audience skews male. So that's been something new is on youtube my audio is or not my audio my audience um <laughs> is like I, and i'm really bad at math so the numbers might not add up completely but i think it's like 60 percent female and 30 percent male or like 35 percent male something like that so i thought that was interesting that the male demographic from twitch is is going to youtube but the female de demographic from youtube isn't necessarily coming to twitch but not to say recently within the last month or so i've definitely gotten people in my chat being like hey mac it's me i'm so and so on youtube and i'm like oh 
welcome. So that makes me really excited. Um, so I'm definitely getting some trickling in, but um, they're like, all right, gotta go. I, I have school tomorrow. And cause I stream at night. So it's like, all right, mm -hmm. bye. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was a really long answer. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what? Do you know what? I absolutely love long answers when, especially when it comes to the podcast side of things, because a lot of the time, or no, not a lot of the time, I don't want to make it sound like how bad bad guests, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes some guests sort of give shorter answers and it's kind of like, you need to like build on it to try and get like more out of the, the oh, answer. Oh, like anyway. drag out. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um, so when you have that sort of guest that just like you ask them a question and then that's it, they're they're just they're off and they're just like talking and talking. It's like you sort of just sit back and you can just sort of like take it all in and just listen to what you say, and then it gives you more material to then ask you know more improvised questions that you might come up with on the spot and things. Yay! Okay. I'm like, am I talking too much? <laughs> so so girl, you talk all you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah we are um obviously at that point now where um you know you've got your youtube channel you've been sort of on your friend's channel and she's been on your channel and things are looking quite good um and obviously i know that you mentioned earlier a little bit about it as well but i wanted to talk about the um sorry i forgot the title the name of the game already the it, the humans fall flat did i get that right yeah humans yes. fall flat yeah that's such a weird game <laughs> Because, do you know what, right? I, I want to first just explain something to everybody um, that's, uh, that isn't familiar with the game. So it's kind of like this game where you, well, from what I gathered, where you control like a, a ragdoll type character and there's yep. maps. Um, uh, there's maps, I think you call them parks, um, that you have to try and navigate and there's like certain different things. And I actually clicked on one of your videos earlier where you were doing it with um i believe two of her two of her friends and one of them was dressed up as the one punch man and the other one was dressed up as spider-man oh and... yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was watching you like navigate through this through this map and it was like a, such an adorable video and it was also an like a really entertaining video as well where you know Thank like you. I, I sort of clicked on it and i was i was kind of hooked on it i just wanted to just continue watching it all the way through and then <laughs> and then i saw you get to the end and then you were like it, it was hilarious watching the video because and i recommend that anybody listening to this podcast podcast goes and searches mac and cheese uh please uh and go and watch the video because there's a moment at the end where you're like we did it yay and you sort of like come in and you're like bouncing around and you try and like hug each other and it, it it's kind of like you just like coupled that with like your like the voice and like the way that you present yourself on camera it's just like the most adorable heartwarming moment <laughs> ever um <laughs> and oh, it, it definitely you. put a smile on my face but yeah I, I bring that up because obviously that is one of the videos that um i actually scrolled down and i saw a comment um from somebody that said um something like oh i found you under the um rising youtubers section or something yeah yeah so, so I, would, I want sorry i just wanted to ask you uh, uh about that <laughs> yeah yeah so this was honestly it was all it coupled all over the span of a week so this will be another long question or long answer <laughs> go for it go so, for it <laughs> um I was at VidCon, which is like in the middle of July, right? And um, 
that was like the week I had just uh, done the, a video with, with Jess and my video it just like it just got 100k views and I was doing the math and I was like oh my god like I think I can apply for YouTube partner because you have to have 4,000 watch hours um, and you also have to have a thousand followers and then there's another metric I think you have to meet in order to become a, a YouTube partner and get what it essentially means is that you can get monetized and you can have ads on your videos and so uh, I had that video had just released and then a day later maybe two days later not even I was like I hit the metrics and I was like oh my god I'm your partner and so that was like <laughs> Uh, I, I applied. I applied on like a Sunday. I got accepted on a Wednesday and I was like, oh my God, because online it's like, it may take longer than normal because of the influx of people. And so I was like, well, maybe I won't hear back for a while. That's okay. And Aww. at VidCon, <laughs> I had ran into um, someone by the name of Meg. I was hanging out with Jess and Meg is a YouTube partner um, manager. I don't know her full title, but I guess like a Twitch manager for partners is how you would uh, find the equivalent. And she um, was like, oh, like, who are you? Because I was sitting next to Jess, who's a really big creator. And so she was just wondering who I was. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm Mac and Cheese here. Nice to meet you. And uh, I had told her, I'm like, I just was in a video. I'm a, I just applied for YouTube partner. And so I don't know if she had a hand in fast tracking my application because on Wednesday I was accepted and on Sunday I had gotten a notification that was like, congratulations, you are YouTube content creator on the rise for gaming. So what that means was I was put on YouTube gaming's, um, if you go on, if, it's really weird to navigate, but if you go to YouTube and then you click on gaming and then you can see like the trending. So YouTube content creator on the rise is anybody who YouTube, I don't know if it's an AI picked or if they're hand picked, I have no idea, but they're people that YouTube sees as creators that their numbers are consistently going up, they're trending. And so uh, I was picked and I got to be on YouTube gaming's homepage for a full week. And all my, I posted a lot of videos that week, and I saw a lot of traction from that. Yeah, and super congratulations on that as well. Thank like, you. Um, I know that it's not you, but um, my brother's fiance has an Etsy store and a YouTube channel. Uh, oh, and awesome! She, and she actually had the exact same thing happen where she was uh, making videos. Now she already had like a like a, a reasonable Instagram following, so yeah, um, she was like sort of just telling people from Instagram to go and watch her videos. And she's making like art videos. She's in the art space. Um, she goes by the name of Catnip Illustrations, and she was making videos. And all of a sudden, um, she was put on the uh, UK youtubers like trending page for the uk awesome. and then all of a sudden her views and her subscribers like yours just sort of went Bzzzoom! and just yep. <laughs> took it's like what's off. going on <laughs> um, yep. and uh, it was really great to see and uh, i'm now working for her one day a week so yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> heck uh, yeah that's awesome <laughs> um so bringing it back to you obviously coming into like your journey sort of coming up as a sort of rising as a creator 
um what what sort of challenges have you met whilst you've been like growing a twitch and a youtube at the same time yeah so i used to stream on twitch five days a week so i would stream i don't even remember i think it was like monday tuesday uh thursday friday saturday or maybe it was even sunday but i only had two days off and once i started getting into youtube and i really saw the worth of what youtube could be i was like you know what i don't want to burn out creating content on youtube mm -hmm. and then also creating five day week content on twitch like that's just a recipe for disaster mental health is really really important to me a lot of people are like how are you so positive and bubbly and i like listen to my body and i know like what i can and can't do so i took back I, so now I stream three days on Twitch. So I, I, I took back a couple days and those, so Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays are uh, like free days, I say. They're not really free because I'm like editing YouTube videos until like 8 p.m. and then like <laughs> eating dinner and maybe watching TV. And so um, I edit, uh, um, most of my days are spent editing content. And so that's been a juggle on YouTube that was kind of, um, one of the, I wouldn't say the hardest things to learn, but was realizing how time consuming the mm. editing on YouTube was because Twitch is like, you do it live and it like, <laughs> you're done. Like once you, when you hit end stream, it's like, all right, I could eat dinner now. But like with YouTube, it's like, I've been editing for seven hours straight. Oh my God. <laughs> like yesterday, not yesterday, Sunday, Saturday, I was up until 2 a.m. editing my most recent YouTube video because I wasn't done with it on Friday. And so I had to stay uh, up and edit it. I know how uh, you my feel. life is editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, I know exactly how you feel. I used to be a, a Minecraft YouTuber back in the day. Um, so you get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to film a video for like maybe half an hour tops. And then mm -hmm. I used to spend about about four or five hours editing the video. Yep. And then the worst part is when you watch the video back and you see all the like all the cuts that you made and all the little things, it doesn't even look like you've done much, but it's been right? like four You're hours. Right? Like, you even do? <laughs> what do I have to show for? <laughs> and then you upload it, and then the sort of the rest is in the hands of your audience and the YouTube. Uh, algorithms um especially yep. when you're a smaller channel um, yep. <laughs> um so I, I definitely definitely feel feel you know where you're coming from there um and also whilst we're on the subject of editing uh today is actually a very sad day for me because i i spent about two hours editing a video earlier and uh the software that i was using to edit it crashed no. and i lost all of the progress no. so i sort of just sat back and i went you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this tomorrow instead. Even though I'm streaming tomorrow, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm not doing this today. So I went downstairs and I cuddled the cat for an hour. And I was like, I I'll just give up with, with today. And then I was like... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> then I was like, wait, no, I can't give up with today. I've, I've got, I, I need to go and interview Mac and Cheese. So I need, I need to go get ready for that. Um, but yeah, uh, it was... It was it was not it was not a nice time. Uh, no, no, no. I save like every five minutes or any time I do something that's really like time consuming. I'm like save, save, save. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. Like that hurts me. That <laughs> my heart. I'm so sorry. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's in the past now. 
Um, we're, we're not going back there. Uh, I'm going to go back to my usual software and hopefully everything will be fine tomorrow. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, moving on to YouTube, I mean, I am going to ask you what sort of advice you'd give somebody on YouTube and Twitch, but first of all, I want to talk to you about the importance of making connections and things, in, you know, when it comes to content creation, because obviously you said you've got um, a friend who's also a big YouTuber. Now, uh, I, need, I, I need to be careful in for the people listening to this because I'm not saying that you try and beg your friends that have a bigger following uh, <laughs> to like shout you out because that's not going to work and it's not how you no. do things. But I wanted to just ask you if you could share with us like how you became friends with um, such a big influencer or if she's been a lifelong friend. Like like what what was agreed between you two you know when you exchange channel when you exchange being on each other's channels and stuff like just so people listening can kind of get that understanding of how they could go and form a genuine connection with other um established careers yeah so the number one advice i could give anybody is at least creators, content creators, is attend conventions, right? Because that's where you meet mm -hmm. people. You can DM people or talk to them on Twitter a hundred times, but you're just gonna, if they're a big creator, you're gonna get lost in the noise and your message might not get to them. They might not see it. They might not take you seriously. They're like, who is this? I don't know who this is. I'm just gonna ignore them. But if you meet somebody at a convention and you, maybe you're standing in line for coffee and you're just like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, I'm mac and cheese. I do blah, blah, blah. What do you do? You know, and you just kind of talk to people while you're in mm -hmm. line. You never know who you're talking to. Um, really, uh, what's the word? Um, like a really random instance of this that I had with a different creator was I was it was PAX, it was, it, was, it was TwitchCon. It was TwitchCon in Long Beach. And there was a really, really long line. And I was just standing there making conversation with the person in front of me. And at the time, it was DJ Yoshi, who now goes by Bless RNG. So that emote that's like this. Um, mm -hmm. I was standing in front, he was standing in front of me and we were just talking. We exchanged business cards, the whole shebang. And we started talking and now at every convention, we're like, hey, what's up? And like at <laughs> West, like we, we talked, we had a drink, we have mutual friends. And so it's just kind of like, you never know who you're standing next to. And I would 100% treat everybody the same, right? Because mm -hmm. you know when someone is not being genuine towards you and they're only talking to you because they think you're a bigger creator. I had an instance like that happen to me and it super rubbed me the wrong way and I don't wanna do anything with this person because they'll message me like, hey, can you do this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, because <laughs> they, they're not genuine. They're not trying to be my friend. They're not in my community. And I know that they're just trying to use me. And so you have to be really careful of uh, people who are just trying to use you for your clout or if uh, they really want to be your friend. And that's the kind of connection that you will make with someone at conventions. And so that's how I met Jess was at a convention. So 10 out of 10, recommend going to conventions <laughs> and just talking to everybody. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I like that answer though, because it's kind of stressing the importance of connecting and networking, but yes. not in a, not in like a, a stream sense where it's like oh yeah going to a stream and be like hi and like you know yep. try and build a friendship like through a stream it's like 
actually physically meeting somebody in the flesh. Yep. And uh, like you said, you met um, Brad, aka um, Bless RNG, who was actually mm-hmm. on this podcast like three three weeks ago. Hey, that's um, awesome. <laughs> um, and it's 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 something that I wish I could do more of. You know, being in the UK, we don't. Ha- I mean, obviously, we've now got TwitchCon Europe, which unfortunately I couldn't afford to go uh mm-hmm. this year um but and it like, was a mess i heard <laughs> and it was it was a bit of a mess apparently yeah but yeah. i i really wanted to i really want the opportunity to sort of go to the bigger twitch con over in the us and have that ability mm-hmm. to just network with absolutely everybody and you know what i saw it in one of um uh, a youtuber that some people may know as um harris heller um, oh yeah also spoke about this and he went to an event and rather than going to the event and playing games and stuff he actually went to the event uh specifically to just network um Mm -hmm. and to meet industry people and to meet potential sponsors and things like that so it's always a good idea whenever you go to an event to not necessarily maybe if you're going for like say four days make two days where you just talking to absolutely everybody and just networking with people and going up to booths and just introducing yourself but then if you really have to spend two days you know just enjoying it if you really have to but yeah <laughs> i think from taking away from what you've just said i think that's very strong advice for anybody especially with twitchcon around the corner as oh, well yeah. um yeah two weeks <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going to twitchcon this year i am going to twitchcon Woo-hoo! i'm very excited <laughs> it is one of my all-time favorite places uh like it's probably one of my favorite conventions hands down and next to pack south pack south is a lot of fun as well but i try to hit as many as i can uh it can be really costly but even um going to like local game meetups a lot of communities and cities have like twitch meetups Mm -hmm. and just finding them in your area and attending as many as you can so i live in seattle i go to the seattle meetup and i also go to the portland meetup which is three hours south but that's just another meetup to meet other creators and fans as well Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily um just for streamers it's for people that are fans of twitch and some of those people are some of your best community members hands down Mm. yeah we have um we have twitch london but that's still like a like a three-hour train journey it's similar to you if it was by car it would be more like six hours but it's about a three-hour train journey but i've got accommodation that i can use in london for free uh it's oh. just like it's just like the, the 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 train tickets down there and you know when when we've got like bills and things to pay you know i'm kind of making excuses here so it's kind of my own fault but yeah definitely need to <laughs> step up my own efforts in networking with people and sort of meeting people and such um but yeah so why don't we talk a little bit about um youtube and the process that you go through because obviously you stream live on twitch and you also make youtube videos do you edit down the videos from twitch or do you make completely unique content for youtube yeah so i make completely new content for youtube and that is probably one of my biggest forms of advice. I have so much advice I could give about YouTube in the short time I've been on it and what I've learned, but people do not want to watch something that you have put out on stream already. 
they've already seen it. They don't care. They don't they don't want to watch the highlights of your let's play on Twitch because the people that were interested are probably going to be there and Twitch has a VOD system so they'll watch the VOD. What people want on YouTube is extremely high energy exciting videos. And my mentors had said to me they're like I can tell that you're a Twitch broadcaster because you can go like this for extended periods of time. So I can like be excited at this level for hours. I stream for four hours and I'm always excited. I'm always happy the entire four hour time. But on YouTube, you want to bring from here to like here. Yay. You want to be as <laughs> high energy as you can. And like you had said, 30 minutes. So like you're going hard for 30 minutes. It's very, very exhausting to do for an hour or two hours. Mm -hmm. But people don't want to watch you be like, oh, cool. I made a jump. I did the thing. They want to be like, oh, yeah, I jumped. I did the thing. You're like, they want to see that <laughs> super exciting uh, voice. Like, so that's been... Uh, something that I've had to learn as a Twitch broadcaster is that my normal level of excitement isn't good enough. I need to be even more excited <laughs> about things. And I'm still learning. Like, I'll watch some of my older YouTube videos and I'll be like, wow, I thought this was good. And then I'll watch some of my newer ones, even though I've only been doing it for like six or seven months. And I'm like, wow, I've learned so much. This is crazy. So <laughs> that's something that I definitely... Um, do I do not clip my my Twitch stuff? I definitely create new stuff for YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I totally feel you. I mean, we're kind of being in very similar positions of you know both yeah. making like YouTube. I mean, I don't make as much YouTube content now, but I know exactly what you're talking about with like the energy levels and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's been a bit of a struggle for me to try and find that level to like maintain on Twitch for like four hours because right? I I was like <laughs> the complete opposite to you. I've had I've been making YouTube videos as hobbies for like ten years of my life. I started back in like oh, Call of Duty awesome. World of War. Uh, I used to make like Nazi zombie videos and things, and then moving into like Minecraft and things like that. And then I came over to Twitch, and then what I used to do is I used to bring the sort of energy and just sort of let it all go at once. And then mm -hmm. after about forty minutes, it would kind of deplete, and then I'd just turn into like a receded person that just sort of sits there and doesn't really say much and tries to just keep it, it going. It takes so much energy, you're exhausted. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just when you start that YouTube video and you like, you sort of just take that, that breath and it's like the moment before the storm and then you're like, welcome back everybody <laughs> yep. Yep. um so yeah I, I feel you on there so obviously building that platform would you agree that like building a youtube channel with like unique content i mean we've kind of spoken about this already but um because normally i'd say you know like build the youtube channel with unique content to like help drive people um to your brand and then you can sort of use call to actions and click throughs and things to get them from your youtube video to your twitch i mean is that something that you focus on or are you just trying to like keep them separate 
So, um, I definitely do have a call to action, but I have it at the end of my video and I want to put it in the beginning of my video because I'm sure you understand this. So for people who aren't YouTube creators or don't realize all of the really creepy analytics that YouTube has on everything, you can see <laughs> the watch time per video and mm -hmm. um, knowing your watch time is really, really important because then you can know like when to plug in the important stuff. And then as you see the watch time start to tank because there is uh, a screen within there that's like, you can watch the video and the watch time live. And where it starts to tank, you can be like, why is it tanking? And then you can be better next time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm rambling and I forgot the question, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You just what continue to ramble. We'll we'll end up somewhere. We'll end up with some sort of answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um. Oh wait. But, but, the question was: Do people come? Oh wait. The call to action, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I'm always like follow my Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at the end of my videos, and mm -hmm. um I definitely want to put it somewhere in the beginning. But it's that that trouble with sounding authentic, right? Because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm about to play this game, but also follow me on Twitch. Like that's weird to me, right? Like I, I that yeah. doesn't feel authentic, and so and I feel like it kind of puts a weird flow into the video. Um, so I'm been I've been playing around with, um, but I haven't really implemented it fully. Is like little pop ups that come up that are like, hey follow Mac on Twitch and then it pops mm -hmm. down like hey follow Mac on Twitter and then it pops down you know I want to like splice those in but having uh, or finding um a someone that knows how to do that in After Effects and then giving me the plugin would be awesome or finding <laughs> like a free plugin and just like typing my information and in. I just haven't had like time I guess to do that mm. yeah and because yeah. that was like one of the biggest things that I noticed on your YouTube video, the one with um, quite a lot of views on when you were playing uh, Human Falls Down Place, her uh, flat thing. Yeah, that's such um, a weird <laughs> game, yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed that you, obviously you did the video, which is, you know, absolutely great, and the video was great. We've already mentioned this. And then it got to the end, and then it was like, you know, you can follow all my socials. Uh, the links will be in the description. Uh, and then mm -hmm. you can also go ahead and follow these two um, guys on their own socials. Uh, I actually think you plugged them first and then you plugged yourself and it kind of like it, it didn't it didn't make me question because obviously I, I wasn't looking at your content to question it like I wasn't reviewing mm -hmm. it but it was like I, I agree it would have been it would be probably better for you if you sort of had that like like you know like a like a like a lower third um that pops yeah. like you just literally what you just said but it like pops up and I was I, that was actually one of the things I was working on earlier I was working on like a little um like a circle like, that like pops out um and it'll have like the twitter or instagram logo on it whatever and then like a little bar pops out at the side and then it, it just has like the the sort of handle on it and then it yeah. goes back in and then it pops and disappears and i spent yeah. like an hour and a half making that and then the program crashed and no. i lost it all so i was like yeah i'm, I'm gonna do that later and then yeah. i tried to edit the video that it was gonna go on and I was using DaVinci Resolve and I was trying to get used to it and I didn't realize that I had turned the the sort of snap off. So when I cut the video and then went to cut the audio on the separate track, I had like cut them at slightly different points. 
So as I closed oh, the gap, no. the audio, by the time I got to the end of the video, I realized the audio was completely out of sync. So oh, my I just gosh. I, I just selected the entire thing and I just pressed the delete button and I closed the program and I walked downstairs. <laughs> You're like, I need, I need, I need time. Does it, does, like, oh, gosh, I feel for you. I feel for you. <laughs> um, oh. So yeah, if you sat if you sat listening to this and you're like, yeah, I really should get into YouTube, just know that it is definitely worth it, but it is a tough, tough journey. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very time consuming. Like the amount of time, like people are like, oh, you play video games all day. And I'm like, I edit all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the amount of time you spend editing versus like playing and being excited is like mm -hmm. games, editing. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, it's like uh, I'm Stallion, who's a Twitch partner that we've had on on the show in the past. He said that the only time he actually gets to play games is when he's actually streaming. But because he's streaming, he has to play them in such a way that's entertaining for the viewers. So he doesn't even get to have an easy, relaxed time playing games. He has to mm -hmm. deliver his experience and you know to a level that entertains his audience. So it's it's super difficult and yeah it's like it's one of those annoying things where when people say wow you like you play video games for a living like that must be so <laughs> easy and it's like it really isn't no <laughs> um yeah and i mean i know you touched on it briefly and please by all means if you do not want to talk about this then just throw your arms up and say um can we move on and i won't be offended at all but i do want to ask mm -hmm. obviously you are one of the most happiest people oh, that i have met in a in a, such a long time but <laughs> it must be and i hate to say it like this because i don't want to make it sound like you're putting it on for the camera but it it must be quite difficult to be happy all the time like as happy as yeah. you are um so, so yeah go, go on go on i'm sure you know where i'm going with this <laughs> yeah yeah so i am very i'm a huge proponent of mental health and and like kind of knowing when your body's done, right? Like I've mm -hmm. definitely have stressful days. I have um, in my Discord, I have like a sub only like tab, and I'm always like, guys, I'm stressed. <laughs> so like that's <laughs> where I really vent my um, my negativity, I guess, to like my subs that I know are like, we're here for you. Don't worry about it. We got you. But something that I've done for myself that is so 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 important is setting aside one day a week where you do something for you, right? So it has nothing to do with networking on Twitch. You're and it's not media related. So don't don't play video games, don't watch TV, don't uh watch streams because it, it, after a while it almost feels like work in a way, if you know what I mean. And so what I mean by that is if you like cooking, get a new cookbook and just point your finger and make a recipe and then just try it, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you like baking, make make a crazy cake that you never thought you would do or do a yoga class or maybe, so I joined improv. So now I, I'm in an improv class once a week and you could do anything, rock climbing, go for a hike, do something for you that is not media related whatsoever. So you don't feel that stress of like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to be doing this I'd much rather be doing something for me and something that I really kind of uh, thought about within this last probably two years because I've been streaming for almost four years now 
the last two years, I have realized that I have said no to a lot of things for my friends because I was streaming five days a week and I was mm -hmm. like, stream is important. Like I, I need to stream. I can't not stream. And then I realized I'm 28. Like this is the best time of your life. And like, I'm young, I feel good, I'm healthy. And I'm not doing things because I think that streaming is what I should be doing. And I had to take a step back and start saying yes to my friends and cutting back streams. And like yesterday after stream, I went and had ramen with friends and I was like, this is awesome. But like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, no, I got to look at these analytics or I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, you're just so into your little world and you say no to what life is and that's uh switching that mindset is like kind of how i stay sane <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what what about twitch i mean we've, we've kind of touched heavily on a lot of elements because like you know you, you used to stream five days a week and then obviously mm -hmm. i imagine you've now um taken that down um to how many days a week did you say it was Three. So now three, I'm on three. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. I remember you saying at the very beginning, I was just trying to remember um, no, how fine. many days <laughs> you said it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what... I, you know what? You've, you've kind of already answered it. I was trying to find a way to think about how we could talk about, you know, measuring out the, 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 the Twitch, you know, measuring out your Twitch journey, but you kind of already touched upon that, you know, like... Yeah, um, setting time aside one day a week which mm -hmm. i think is fantastic you know i personally i do two days a week but that's just because my fiance is off on a weekend and Aww. she's uh she actually has um a form of a disability called rheumatoid arthritis um mm -hmm. so weekends are like a really like battery recharging like yeah. days for her so i kind of just focus all of my energy on a weekend and making sure that she's happy and she's having fun and de-stressing because she works full time so mm -hmm. um i sort of focus weekends on her but yeah 100 i think it's important for streamers and i don't know if you agree with this but i know ashley christ does but when you're starting streaming to get partnered you actually only need to stream a minimum of three days a week yeah, so, I agree. Yep, 100%. I agree that, <laughs> like, I I got that. Okay, so I, I'm not going to say names, but that one person that I had mentioned earlier that was, like, trying to use me, I did a stream with this person once. And because um, I'm, I'm of the mentality of, like, say yes. Like, say yes to every opportunity, even if it's a small opportunity, right? And so I mm -hmm. streamed with him. He had like 50 or 60 followers and I was like, yeah, let's do this. We played Overwatch and the entire time he was like telling me what I was doing wrong, right? And I was like, because I was trying to help him because we had gotten the topic of Twitch and he was like, I stream every day. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't stream every day though. And I'm like, hear me out. Like streaming three days a week is a lot better than streaming every single day because your community, if you stream every single day, they were like, well, I expect Mac to be on at blah, blah, blah time. I can, I'm going to go watch so-and-so because they're not on all the time. And so if you make it more um, like scarce, people are like, oh, I have to watch Mac today because she's not going to be on tomorrow, you know, and mm -hmm. he did not 
get that. He was fighting with me and he was like, well, all the big streamers do it. And I'm just like, ah, it's not the same. Like, uh, it was so frustrating having this conversation because they didn't understand. And I was like, let's change the subject. <laughs> I've, yeah. You know what? I've actually had the same conversation with somebody else. So uh very very recently so obviously i don't want to plug my own stuff here because this is all about you but just quickly obviously on a <laughs> friday we do like community games on minecraft like we play with people on a server but i also like to try and help educate people from what i've learned from people like ashley christ and just you know watching mm -hmm. videos and reading books and things so yep. i tend to do like the occasional channel review and branding review and things it's not like a huge part of my my overall thing but it's like just something little and I actually had a guy who was streaming um, similar to what you were saying. He was streaming like six days a week. And I sort of said like, you know, like back, like pull back your days to three days a week. And he was like, yep. he was like, why, why should I, why should I like not stream? Cause if I'm not streaming, I'm not, I'm not growing. And I, I sort of, I, I turned around and I was like, because the days where you're not streaming, you can work on growing um, platforms mm -hmm. that are just as important things like Twitter um yep. twitter has oh, been yeah. like one of the biggest tools for me um in finding like new audience members and stuff people you know see me tweet and then they follow the stream and then they'll come in when they can and then they'll be like oh i, f I found you on twitter and so i was sort of saying to him like yeah you might only be streaming three days a week for like four hours a day so that's like uh that's like 12 hours a week in total but you should be doing two or three times that amount of work in marketing, improving your streams and improving yep. the content and just everything else. And if you're doing three days a week, there's plenty of time to do like YouTube videos, like what you're doing. And I'm sort of half failing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, it sounds like you agree that you should probably oh, yeah. start around about three days a week. And then sort of build your audience up from that and focus on other things. I mean, how how important is Twitter for you? Do you find it an important tool or yes, do you... definitely. Yeah, so I use so I am one of those people where I will not follow people if they if every single tweet is like, Hey I'm live, hey I'm live, hey I'm live, hey upload a <laughs> video, I'm just like, Oh my god, like no one wants to watch this or listen or read this content. Like that's not that's not how you build a Twitter audience. Like, I always am like, hey, guys, look at this burrito I just ate. Or, hey, like, look at this thing. Or, let's look at this silly face. Or, like, I am one of those people that I just make really weird faces. And I'll put, like, feeling cute, my, my delete later. Like, I just put, like, silly, fun content on there. Or um, I definitely will engage with other people. So I comment on other people's tweets. And so that, like commenting is better than liking i guess in my opinion like it's mm -hmm. great to have like 10 likes or 20 likes on a um a tweet but if you're getting people like commenting and engaging then that is also getting put into other people's feeds right and then your name is mm -hmm. popping up somewhere else and then you're getting more followers and like it's so much more important to use twitter as a full like participation i guess so you're tweeting interesting things you are commenting on other people's tweets and you're retweeting things that you align with and your brand aligns with as well so it appears on your page versus just being like hey i'm live hey i'm live hey i'm live i'm like oh my god you're doing it wrong <laughs> but that's just my opinion i don't know if it's true or right but that's just how i feel about 
Twitter in that usage. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> think there's any like right and wrong, but you do have a point. Like, there's nothing worse than going to somebody's like Twitter page and just seeing like um just seeing like a going live tweet and then like three yeah. retweets from it would be like a cat video and then it would be like another meme and then it would be like somebody else's post that's like yeah. clout chasing air quotes or something and it's just retweets and then another going live tweet and then more retweets it's like you if anybody's yeah. listening to this and is struggling with twitter just try and focus on uh like what mac just beautifully put try and focus oh. on commenting on other people's posts and try and focus on you know taking uh your own content and forming it into not all the time like you want to be posting um you know like a variety air quotes <laughs> but focus on inviting conversation by asking genuine questions that you actually want to know the genuine answer to on twitter yeah um even if even if it's just a bit of a joke, like I think the other day I tweeted out something like, um, do streamers with a healthy sleep schedule actually exist? Because oh, I, I saw that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I actually posted that at 3 a.m. when I was lying in bed and I was like, I do not have a healthy sleep schedule. And then I was like, do they actually exist? So I actually posted yeah, that half as like having a laugh. But then the other half, it was actually trying to find genuine people that actually maintain a healthy sleep schedule and then of course you got like the the few what i like to call party poopers that were like yeah anybody with a full-time job is going to maintain a healthy sleep schedule and i was like come on dude just go with the flow just have a bit of fun life yeah. isn't all about being serious <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i definitely do not take myself serious on uh on twitter yeah uh, <laughs> um so let's just talk about content creation in like the retrospect of your future and where it is now and where like where you want it to be i mean what's your goals like what's your end goal with content creation Ooh, that's a really interesting question my end goal is to just form a really awesome community that is self-sustaining without me if that makes any sense so a really so one of my favorite variety streamers <laughs> is um i really love future man gaming and if you watch his channel his community is incredible they are welcoming every single person that comes in they're like hey so and so and they do this little emote where it's like i don't know how to describe it but it's like two people holding hands like yeah um and everyone does it. And people who are new, who maybe just started doing it, like just started watching him within the first five or 10 minutes, uh, they'll do it too. And watching that channel, I'm like, this community is incredible. Like Future Man will be playing the game, doing his thing, and they are talking to each other. And Future Man will chime in, but they're talking to each other and they care about each other. And that is what I want, is a community Goals. that I can just be playing and they are self-sustaining. So like in uh, Discord, I would love a Discord where everybody is just like, hey man, what's going on, da 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 da. Like, whereas like now some people will talk and I notice. I recently noticed this. People will start talking after I'm like, "Hey guys, good morning," and that's when everyone will be like, "Hey, how are you?" Whereas like it will be a lot cooler if everyone was like, "Yeah, I have a test. So I'm doing this," and then eventually I like mosey on in and I'm like, "Hey guys," you know. 
So a self-sustaining community that cares about each other is my ultimate end goal, I would say. I'm like 15% there, I would say, because they're, they're pretty good, that they care about each other. I would say there is a good like 20 viewers and community members that like know each other and I will see them like playing games together in the discord like they'll be in um in the chat and I'm not even streaming they're just like playing together um they'll be dming each other like hey I'm gonna choose a spider they'll be playing smash um and I'm like this is awesome you guys like I'm creating friends that's all I ever wanted was like to like Somebody in New York and someone in California can be like, let's play games, and they're halfway across the country. Isn't and technology that's... just wonderful? <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes, yes, yes. That's my end goal, I would say, is a, a community that just cares about one another, for sure. <laughs> I, was, I was smiling and sort of giggling as you were saying that, because I'm in the position where that kind of happens in my Discord, but not because I've, like been working towards it per se but more mm -hmm. more so because i am so terrible at keeping up with discord i am yep. <laughs> whenever i open discord i know that there's like there's about 15 different rooms that i've all got notifications for and i know that i have to once i open it i kind of feel compelled to go through and read all the messages so yep. for most of the time i just open twitter and i hardly ever open discord but then there's that point where i open discord maybe halfway through the day and realize that somebody messaged me at like 7 a.m and i'm like oh no i missed it <laughs> so now i just have this like small group of people in the discord that just like every morning they just sort of say hello to each other and ask how each other are and then there's me <laughs> that just sort of just dive bombs in about eight hours later and i'm like yo guys and then they're already already I'm busy here. so i'm just sort of sat there like well then <laughs> i love that i love that that's awesome <laughs> um but i mean obviously you want like the the self-sustaining like community and obviously your, your youtube channel is like flying up there and your twitch is gonna like go up there and then you'll be partnered soon and then your youtube oh, will take off um, I mean, is there anything else in like the pipeline for like your brand? Like, are you like planning any sort of like podcast or because I, I don't know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but a lot of people mm -hmm. now are sort of like getting into like the podcast space because they are like, you know, flying in popularity um, like me, for example. Uh, <laughs> like, so is, is it just a case of like focusing on your um on your streams in YouTube for now and just growing them as big as you can? Or is there more in the works from mac and cheese, please? <laughs> so um, I was going to, so I was really trying, I, I'm on two stream teams. I'm on YamFam and I'm also on another stream team called Lionhearted. And mm -hmm. we were kind of, so like we were really, really active. And then a bunch of, or not a bunch, two of the people on that stream team went over to Mixer about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And then they got partnered on Mixer, actually three of them. So there's three of us on Twitch, three of us on Mixer. And when they went over, that's when we really noticed that the, our participation inside of the stream team kind of like dwindled a little bit because it didn't feel like there was a divide amongst us because we were all friends. Like, so we were all friends prior to the stream team mm -hmm. even forming. We're like, let's do this thing. But we all stream on different times on different platforms and it just was really hard to communicate things. And 
things started dying and I was like, hey guys, let's spark it back up. Let's start a podcast. And everybody was gung-ho about it. Like, yeah, let's start a podcast. This was in June. And I was like, okay, let's come up with a name. Let's come up with topics. Like I had an outline of like episode one, we're gonna talk about this. Episode two, we're gonna talk about this. We need a layout with this many screens. Like we had it all laid out but nobody could commit to like, this is the time we're meeting at. This is the time we, cause mm -hmm. we, we had it all laid out to the point where like, we just needed to figure out the last couple of details, which was like, um, who was gonna be on the first episode, whose channel the first episode was gonna be on and all of this stuff. And then that's when it went like radio silent. Like people weren't interested anymore or like, mm -hmm. cause we all have our own different like lives and our own channels and our own hobbies and, that's when I was like, all right, I feel like this is falling on deaf ears. So we just kind of soft it. Oh. No one was listening. No one was talking. Um, and then, yeah, I want to start a podcast. I mean, I've always wanted a podcast. I listen slash watch on YouTube uh, the Jenna Jillian podcast. And I wanted to do that with my boyfriend, Drew, who goes by Jesus Crow. And I was like, we could do a podcast, but he is so nervous about hitting the controversial button of having a different opinion than somebody and then people hating him. And so he doesn't want to start a podcast because he's so afraid, like even with like Epic Games, right? Like people are so divided about Epic um, having like exclusivity to games that aren't on Steam and people are like, but I want all my games in the same place. And like, we have opinions on on Epic and Steam and all this stuff. And he was like, what if people don't have my opinions? And so he doesn't want to do it. So as of right now, my bandwidth <laughs> is pretty tight with editing all day long and mm -hmm. being on uh, Twitch and YouTube. So having, if I were to throw a podcast in the mix, I could guarantee you my level of bubbly would probably be here instead of here <laughs> because I for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah see that's kind of like an interesting point that you raised there about like having the ability to do the podcast and this is why i kind of love the setup and i always try and be an advocate for trying to like spread this sort of setup because i understand mm -hmm. that not everybody is going to be able to um commit the time to creating separate episodes of the podcast each week but yeah i stream it as part of one of my days streaming on twitch you know i stream three days and monday mm -hmm. is the day where i do these podcasts and you know it's it's the reason why i do it is because a it gives me something that i can stream on twitch it gives the audience of my own community the ability to ask the guest the guest the guest questions um, so if they've got any questions about growth or anything like that, then they can throw them out there or anything that they've mentioned in the episode that can get them to like expand upon that point. But the thing is, is it doesn't take me any extra time out of the day apart from yeah. it takes me like maybe 20 minutes max to because all I do is I start recording just as I'm about to start asking you questions. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we're finished, I'll hit that stop recording button. And then I will basically just take that footage, that one hour or whatever it is um, video, use a very basic converter, convert it to MP3, throw it in a program called Reaper, which is free, and then just whack on an intro and an outro. And then I had um, Zombiefoot Gaming, who's a good friend of mine in chat, 
who made me a like a professional stinger because he used to work in radio. Oh, and then I just awesome. throw that in there. And then I should like EQ it and do all that stuff, but I still haven't mm. quite fathomed out how to do that properly on Reaper. So it's kind of like I just like render it out and it takes like 10 minutes to render and then I just upload it. So literally for streaming your journey and for sharing your life and your uh, like everything that you've done as a creator then for a little bit of extra work i can edit it into a podcast throw it on anchor anchor automatically distributes that to itunes and uh, spotify and google podcasts and then the even better part which is something if you were considering this or anybody listening to this was considering doing something the same all i literally do is just take the clip that i've recorded and just drag and drop it onto YouTube and just upload that clip. I don't need to edit yep. it. I just upload it, give it a good title, put in a, d- a good description about what the episode is about, add in some keywords, make sure the uh, the you know the tags uh, are all set out and are all and are all good. And then I just upload it and it's and it's done and it it's just good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So from doing this one stream, um, I literally have like four other bits of content on uh on like four of a diff well if you include all the separate podcast platforms like you mm-hmm. know like several different platforms all from just one live stream and i was trying to trying to get um i, I think you may know um don't rich quit um i was trying to get don't rich quit to do the same but then she was like nah i'm i'm trying to focus on growing the podcast uh sorry the uh the streams as they are right now um so uh, I think I'm fine. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I tried. Um, <laughs> but who knows? And maybe it could be something where, like, you invite your... You could invite your your, your partner onto the stream if he's comfortable yeah. with that. And then he could then talk to a live audience about his opinions. And then mm-hmm. he might be able to see in person that there is other people that share his opinion. And then yes. he might be a little bit more comfortable about opening up and... Uh, and yeah, uh, you can sort of go from there. Yeah, I I want to. I'll have to push him and be like, let's do a podcast. We're doing it, whether you like it or not. Or <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I I've always wanted to. I would say, um, once content creation on YouTube kind, I wouldn't say like slows down because it like never really slows down. But once uh, I get in a groove, right, and I'm not mm-hmm. like editing it for as long as I'm editing and I'm like doing things a little bit quicker and I have more free time that's when I would probably definitely that would be like phase three like we're in phase one <laughs> so phase three is podcast <laughs> yeah I suppose yeah. it's a future thing I just I thought well even then that concept alone is a good way to show your uh, boyfriend that you know it's not scary like you could just get yeah. him on stream and be like you know just talk about something not not recording the podcast just talk about something that you might bring up he would share his opinion and then other people in chat might be like oh my god i completely agree and then you know it kind of settles him a little bit and he's like oh well other people actually agree with me and then he might you might be able to warm him up to the idea of uh, doing a podcast in phase three um down the line (laughs) (laughs) and actually doing it yeah i i should i should do that like this is what you're doing this weekend thanks (laughs) and and he'll he'll be like oh man you dragged me onto your stream (laughs) yeah um but it'll all be worth it in the end it'll all be worth it (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean if 
do you think there's anything that I haven't touched upon? Anything that you might have wanted to mention uh, throughout the podcast? Um, yeah, so I would say when starting a YouTube channel, something that is really important, or at least something that people will notice with my YouTube channel is don't the games that work on Twitch don't necessarily work on YouTube, right? It's kind of it's, it's a different place. And I would look at some of your favorite YouTube gaming creators. So if you're a huge fan of like Vanos Gaming or Jacksepticeye, or maybe you like Lauren Z side and you like Gloom or Bijou Mike, like those are other successful gaming creators. Look at the videos that they're posting and play the games of the creators that you like and want to have that kind of community, right? So like read the comments, mm-hmm. like be like, is this the kind of community I want to foster? And then play those games, play the games that are trending on YouTube gaming trending page. So they'll be like top 10 games that are trending. And it's not always Fortnite. Like you'll see that like Minecraft is, is trending or sometimes a human fall flat will trend or sometimes golf it will trend like just really random weird games. So like human fall flat probably has like zero to maybe 20 viewers on Twitch currently. Like nobody is watching that game. Mm-hmm. I would never stream that game because it's not going to bring in people or new people. So the kind of content you're creating for YouTube, you really want to look at the audience that you're trying to foster and then play games from the people that are cre- that have that audience is the first thing I would do. And then your your title of your video is so incredibly important that just typing out um let's play mario maker 2 level blah blah like that's not good enough like it has to be Mm -hmm. a very good title so like look at some of the videos of other people that have created so like a human fall flat for example or a bit life if someone did a challenge or played a specific level look at the people's titles of their levels and their um their games that did the exact same level or game as you or challenge and then make your title extremely similar a little different but very very similar use at least three or four of the same words because seo on youtube is more important than twitch because twitch doesn't really have seo kind of so with youtube if you do that your video if someone's searching a jacksepticeye video they will see your video pop up too because you have the same similar words and similar SEO that Jack had to his video. And then to couple that with a very, very strong thumbnail, your thumbnails have to be like rock solid because if your thumbnail sucks, like no one's going to watch your video. Even if it's a really, really good video, they don't care because they're not going to click it. It has to be visually appealing. It has, and you have to think about it. Like YouTube's audience is really young, so it has to be really colorful and pretty because if it's dull, people are not going to watch that video. No one's going to click it. And it can't be super loud. Like, they have to find this balance, right? So mm-hmm. look at Jacksepticeye's thumbnails. Look at PewDiePie's thumbnails. Look at Vanos Gaming's thumbnail and his whole crew. And don't copy, but emulate in your own style and branding a very similar thumbnail because then people will see your level of professionalism amongst the other videos in the SEO that come up when they search Jacksepticeye, Human Fall Flat, Level Train, or whatever. 
they will also see um, his awesome title. Your awesome title will get pulled in there. And then if you have a really dope thumbnail to go along with that, maybe they're not going to click on Jack's video. Maybe they're going to click on your video, but they found you because your video looked really good, just like Jack's video did. So those are like my like hardcore YouTube uh, <laughs> uh, tips that I would give for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely some great tips there. Um, on, for YouTube and SEO related, which we actually don't get to talk about a lot about, yeah. as you said, SEO not a predominant thing on Twitch, but definitely a bigger thing on YouTube. So actually, thank mm -hmm. you for coming in with that at the end. Yeah, you're um, welcome. And I, I, I believe this is uh, coming up to uh, near the end of the episode, and you've shared some absolutely fantastic uh, bits of information there. Uh, just before we go anywhere, though, I'd love to be uh, love to give you a shout out. Where can people oh, find you. you and what platforms? Go ahead. This is your moment to shine and shout Yay, out what you want to shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. No. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube all at Mac, M-A-C-N-C-H-E-E-S-E-P-1-Z. So Mac and cheese, please spelled p1z um there's no and it's an n um really weird spelling everything else was taken on twitch but uh <laughs> all those handles were not taken so i have the same handle for every single platform uh which is awesome not a lot of people have that so i was able mm. to snag mac and cheese please on twitch <laughs> twitter instagram and youtube yeah i was yeah. in that position where i named my uh my twitch channel the mike james after rebranding from my old name which was l Thurwell, um because nobody could spell it or pronounce it properly <laughs> so i went to mac uh, i didn't go to mac and cheese i'm reading your name and i'm like i went to mac and cheese so um i went to the mike james and all of a sudden i went to make rename my account on instagram and twitter and it was like the mike james is taken i was like oh no what am i gonna no. do so yeah. I had to go with it's the Mike James for Twitter and Instagram. So you are one of the lucky few that got the consistent branding across the board, even though yep. you did the one thing which is a pet peeve of mine, and that's put a number in your username. Uh, but I'm not gonna, no. I'm not gonna bring it up because I can tell. You can just... bring it up. <laughs> it hates me. I, I having a number in my username. The L was taken like p l s p l z it was all taken and i was like well what else can i do and so i did a like a one instead of a z um because i have uh grown myself a little large enough to where if you just type mac n chi or cheese maybe you could even spell it out my thing will pop up so it's like all right they don't have to worry about spelling please it's but fine. trying to find me for the first time <laughs> might be a little difficult but um it, it's definitely like darn it i wish i didn't have the one in my name but it is what it is <laughs> but yeah just search mac and cheese with no gaps and you should find it but if yeah. not put p1z at the end and you'll you'll 100 find it um but no mac thank you so so much um for for joining us um tonight and hopefully you'll join us in answering any questions if there is any um yeah, but thank, thank you, you so much me. for 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 joining the the podcast yeah i really appreciate you having me on sorry if some of my answers were super long-winded or rambled sometimes i do that so i appreciate it <laughs> no yeah. honestly I, I like i said before absolutely love it when people talk long answers 
um, and you've definitely allowed me to get to know you more and hopefully the people listening know a lot more about you now and they know where to find you as well so if anybody listening uh, has been interested in anything you've got to say or the content that you produce they can go and find you they can subscribe they can follow Yay. and they can get to know you so it's great so yeah thank you anyway <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> Yay, you're welcome <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed episode number 22 of the podcast and guys I understand that many of you are streamers but there's a lot more to building a streaming brand than just going live on Twitch. Therefore I want to announce that we are going to be expanding our audience, expanding the podcast. We're going to start getting YouTube guests on, successful Etsy sellers and things like that all because they all bring something to the table when it's talking about online brands. Anything online where you are selling something ultimately ties down to the same concepts. So what they say is just as important as what any streamer could say. Obviously, sometimes it can be a little bit more tailored to a specific platform. But guys, I hope you'll welcome all of the guests that we have coming up. And I really wish you all the best. If anybody has any questions, you can reach out to me on Twitch or Twitter at it's the Mike James on Twitter or the Mike James on Twitch. And guys, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Mike James. Thank you for listening and I'll see you guys next week.